0: Are you an aspiring creative in entertainment, business, fashion, design, or the arts? Do you want to elevate your creative passion project to the next level? Then this show is for you. Whether you want a career in television, film, radio, literature, music, or beyond, Creative Breakthrough will show you how to take your dreams and turn them into reality. This show will not only leave you feeling motivated and inspired, but also provide you real-life tools to pursue the creative journey you have always wanted. I'm your host, creative coach, and chicken wing lover, Shireen Kassab, a.k.a. The Funny Brown Girl. Yes, I have an unhealthy obsession with chicken wings. Now, get ready to flex your creative muscle. Welcome back to another episode of The Creative Breakthrough. I am your host, Shireen Kasam. I hope you're all having a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend with your friends and your family. I will say that I am grateful for all of you in my life who have listened, subscribed, reviewed, and shared this podcast with a friend or someone that you believe will be inspired by it. So thank you so much. Today, I want to talk to you about a very popular topic that I get asked to speak about a lot and that is the secrets of work-life balance. As a speaker, I do a lot of workshops and keynotes for corporations, conferences, and colleges, and one of the most popular ones, as I mentioned, is the work-life balance one. And people are always lined up to take it, and there's always a wait list, and people are emailing me if I can share with them additional tips and tricks. So I want to give you all an abbreviated version today. And I say abbreviated because the workshop is usually an hour and a half, but I have to go to work. So it'll be a little shorter today, hence work-life balance. So let's get started, y'all. What are we waiting for? So you might be thinking, what does Shereen know about work-life balance? She's a podcaster. I wish I was a full-time podcaster, y'all. And one day I will be. But in the meantime, I have a lot of different side hustles. In addition to doing this podcast, I'm an actress, so I go to auditions and workshops and classes throughout the week. I'm a stand-up comedian, so in the evenings and on the weekends, I'm performing comedy across the United States. I am on the radio. I'm a speaker. I'm an improv facilitator. I go into corporations and help them with body language, communication and listening. I'm a girlfriend and I don't say I'm a girlfriend because I'm bragging that, Oh my God, look, I'm in a relationship. No, it's because being in a relationship is a lot of work and takes a lot of time. And it's like a second job that I didn't know was so time consuming. But one of the things that I haven't mentioned is what do I do between the hours of not In am and 6pm or 7pm or 8pm, depending on the day, I'm at work. I work for a Fortune 100 company doing strategy. But you know what? As busy as I am, I love every minute of it because I am pursuing what I love to do. I'm pursuing my passions and I have figured out a way to balance my world of corporate America and my side hustles. And it has been an amazing feeling and I want to share those same secrets with you. Now, Growing up, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as work-life balance. My parents moved to America from Africa to live the American dream, and they had the immigrant mentality that you work 24-7 or 36-7 or however many hours it takes to get it done, to give my sister and I the life that they never had. So I never saw them rest. I never saw them take a break. I never saw them complain about it. So when I graduated from college, it didn't even occur to me that I was supposed to be looking for a job that provided work-life balance. My goal in life was work, 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 and make money and live the American dream. I've worked in investment banking where I've pulled all-nighters. And then in the morning, like I've been at work all night. And then in the morning, the managing director has seen me and said, Hey, Shereen, you look really tired. You should go home. And I'll be like all excited, like, yes, I would love to go home. And then he'll say, yeah, just make sure you're back in an hour because I need you to help me with another deck. Okay, now I have one hour to get across town to my house and then decide, am I going to sleep, shower or eat? I've done consulting where I've been on the road five days a week. And if you travel for your work, you know that it is impossible to do anything when you're on the road five days a week. You can't commit to anything. You can't commit to anyone. You're just friends with the bartender and the front desk people at the hotel. I've worked for companies that require responses to emails within two hours, no matter what time of day it is. I've had bosses who schedule 6.30 a.m. meetings during the middle of the night. So if I don't wake up and check my phone, I wouldn't have even known that those meetings had been scheduled. I even had a boss say in a team meeting that the secret to having a rewarding work-life balance is not to have a life. Okay, so I think I've learned a bit or two about work-life balance. It took me a long time to make the realization that I needed more work-life balance. I realized this because I had so many passions and I was realizing that I was putting them on the back burner. I wasn't getting to pursue them. And when I wasn't getting to pursue my passions, I wasn't in the best place. I wasn't the best me that I could be. I was also not taking care of my health, and I realized that I really needed to take care of my health. In the span of five years, I'd been in the ER three times, all for the same sickness or the same illness that doctors to this day still don't know what was causing it. But when I look back on it, I think it was the stress. I think it was not taking care of myself and pushing myself so hard that my body just broke down. When I decided that I wanted more work-life balance in my life, it wasn't an easy conversation to have. I had to have a very honest conversation with myself. I had to realize what is it that I wanted in my life and then what was I willing to sacrifice? And then I had to have the balls and the guts to go into interviews and actually say this out loud. And I did. And the job I currently have in the interview, I actually said it out loud hey, I really want to pursue stand-up comedy as a passion. It's not yoga, it's not going to the gym, but it's the same thing. In the evenings, I want to be able to leave work at a certain time to make it to a show. And I will get my work done up until that point. I will go to the show, and if there's more work to be done afterwards, I'll get it done. But I made sure that I made it very clear in my interview that doing stand-up comedy was very important to me. I also realized I was at a point in my career where it's not that easy to change jobs. I was older. I was more settled. I was at a really good company, at a really good position. And to change jobs was going to be really difficult. But I took that chance. When I decided that I wanted more work-life balance, one of the first steps that I took is finding balance within myself. I realized that I wasn't in a happy place. I realized that there was a lot about me that I needed to work on first before I could work on finding work-life balance. And what do I mean by this? I had a lot of toxic people in my life. I was in a bad relationship, a lot of drama, a lot of negativity. Sometimes our best friends can be toxic. Sometimes we don't even realize until we cut someone out how toxic they were in our life, whether it was just criticizing our hair or our clothes or the way we talk. Removing those people really helped me feel better about myself. I also needed to remove toxic behaviors, drinking, going to the gym, watching what I eat, being balanced in your relationship with your family, with your friends. Once you find balance in your life, then you'll realize how much time you're wasting on unnecessary drama and relationships. Also, once you find balance in your life, you can open yourself up to so much more. You also need to determine what do you want? What do you want to accomplish in your life? What are you hoping to accomplish with more work-life balance? Whether it's within your family, relationships, personal life, work, faith, write down what are your goals. For example, when I decided that I wanted more work-life balance, I decided with regarding my family, I didn't want to live across country anymore. I wanted to live close enough that I didn't only get to see them on big holidays. When it came to work, I wanted a challenging job, something that challenged me every day, but didn't stress me out and send me to the hospital. Regarding my faith, I was in a relationship with God where I felt like I was always asking him for help. Instead, I wanted to have a relationship with him where I was thanking him for all the opportunities. And that's what's happened. I've gone from saying to him, Help me. Why am I sick? Help me solve this issue. Help me not feel this way. To thank you for letting me have this opportunity. Thank you for all these great auditions you send my way. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be on the radio. You have to be specific about what you want to make room for it. You also have to be clear on what you're willing to give up. My entire career was based on money and status. Anytime I got a job offer, I evaluated it based on money and status. But I decided I wanted more out of life. I wanted to really live life. So I had to make sacrifices. I realized that I realized that I was going to have to make a sacrifice, whether it was in a paycheck or lack of status or even downsizing my lifestyle. Like I couldn't take weekend trips to Vegas anymore. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I've got so much more in my life now that a weekend in Vegas doesn't even make sense to me. A lot of people can say that they want work-life balance, but what does that mean? write it down. What does work-life balance mean to you? What do you want to accomplish by having more work-life balance? Now, if you say you want more work-life balance because you want to watch TV, I'm going to tell you that it's going to be a little bit more difficult to find that balance versus if you have a more specific goal, such as I want more work-life balance because I want to spend time with my family or, or I want to pursue Improv or I want to go sing in the choir and their practices are at seven o'clock. Having a specific goal on paper allows you to see your aspirations and work towards them with more passion than if you don't have a reason to desire work life balance. Having it written down also helps you communicate it, whether it's to your manager or to your colleagues or to your partner or to your family. Having it written down allows you to verbalize it and put it out into the universe. When I wanted more work life balance, I made a list. For example, on this list, I wrote, I wanted my new job not to make me travel. Because when I travel, I can't book comedy shows in advance because I don't know which ones I would have to cancel. And so traveling gets in the way of that. I also realized I don't want to have client meetings at night for dinner or drinks. I spent a lot of my early career doing that, having client meetings at night and eating unhealthy meals and drinking and just spending time having useless conversations that didn't help me grow or even motivate me or inspire me. So I don't want that in my life. And so I've put that down when I was looking for a new job or a new transition. Those are the things that I'm not looking for. In my quest to find work-life balance, I've had to learn about myself, what makes me tick, and what makes me be more productive. I've learned certain things that have helped me get through my day smoother. For example, I've had to let go of perfectionism and instead strive for excellence. What do I mean by this? When I started this podcast, for example, I would spend hours editing it. I was like, the sound has to sound right, and there's a hum there, and there's an um there, and there's a long silence there, and I edited all of that out but it took so long that I was putting other things at risk of getting done. So instead I had to learn to say, okay, this is the best product that I can put together and put out there into the universe. And maybe there is an extra, um, or a silence in there, but I, I will stand by my work that it is excellent. Maybe not perfect. I've learned to work smarter, not harder. What do I mean by this? When I'm at work, there's no such thing as a new idea. Most of the time, somebody's already done it. The question is, who's done it? How have they done it? Where did they stall and how can I make it better? I've learned to unplug. The average American picks up their cell phone every 10 minutes. I pick up my cell phone way more than that, whether it's to respond to a text message or a Facebook comment or an Instagram post. But I've had to learn that I can only pick up my cell phone during certain parts of my day because if, if I let myself just pick it up whenever I feel like it, I never stop. I've learned to take care of myself. I've realized that I am the most important person in my life. The most important thing that I've learned to do is I've learned to say no. Say no to activities and people that don't fulfill me. And some people will say I'm selfish because I'll never go to their parties or say yes to helping them do something. Not because I hate them or don't like them. And that's the part that's super important to communicate that it's not personal It's just that going to these events don't fulfill me. I don't get anything out of them. And you can call me selfish, but guess what? When you're on a plane, what does the flight attendant say when the oxygen mask drops? She says, put it on yourself first and then the person next to you. And that's what I've chosen to do. I make deliberate choices about what I want in life because I've written it down. I've thought about it, formulated what I want and how I want to get there. I've changed the structure of my life. And what do I mean by this? Well, one example is when I was saying a relationship, a relationship takes a lot of time. And for me, it took a lot more time than I thought because my boyfriend wanted to cook dinner together and eat together. And I don't do that. Like that is not part of my day-to-day life. Before I met him, the only meal that I would eat at a table was breakfast. And then for lunch, I would grab something to go at work. And then for dinner, I usually grab something to go as well on the way to a comedy show, or I would eat at the club because the meal was free. So when he wanted to start cooking together and having sit-down meals, I had to explain to him, listen, I can spend time with you cooking or I can spend time with you in the evenings, but I can't do both because I still want to pursue comedy. So we had to figure out a way to have both of those things happen. So now he does the cooking while I go do comedy and then we spend time together when I come home and start small. Don't try to make too many changes at once. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And the last thing that I've learned that is super, super important is that once you know what you want and what you want to accomplish in life and what you want to change within yourself to find balance, and then what do you want out of work-life balance? You need to communicate it, not only to your manager, not only to your coworkers, but to your friends, your family, your, your partner. Everybody needs to be on the same page as you because the more you communicate it, the more people will understand that you're not skirting them, that you're not rejecting them. You're not being lazy or being a recluse. You're just trying to focus on your own goals. When I used to manage people, sometimes I would get really upset because at like 630, we'd be working towards a deadline to get something submitted. And somebody on my team would be like, hey, I have to go. I have softball practice at seven. And I was like, really, you should have told me that earlier in the day, because then we would have figured out how to make sure that your part was done so that you could have made it to your softball game. Instead, you giving me 30 minutes warning or a heads up puts the whole team at risk of not getting the assignment done. But had you just told me in the morning, I would have totally been okay with it. And I would have totally had a different reaction than you telling me right when you were leaving. And that's why communication is so important. If you said to me, Shereen, I want to go home and have dinner with my kids, I would be totally okay with that. I would say, yes, go do it. And then after you have dinner with your kids, if there's any work that needs to be done, can you please just sign back on and finish it? Versus if you just said, hey, Shereen never lets me go home. I would say, what do you mean? I don't let you go home. And you'd say, I never get to go home to have dinner with my kids. I'd say, have you ever asked me, have you ever told me that that's something that you wanted? Because if you don't tell me and we don't talk about it, then how am I supposed to know? Communicating with your manager is super important. And when you make a list of like what you want and you are able to articulate why you want more work-life balance, and I wouldn't even say like, I want more work-life balance. If you're able to articulate why you need to leave early or what you're hoping to accomplish, then it's e- an easier conversation to have. And most managers are really flexible and they want you to be happy and they wanna see you be successful so they'll work with you, unless there's a the devil. And I've only met two in my entire career. So I think the odds are pretty good. So to recap, I want you to make a list. I want you to write down what it is that you want, what you wanna accomplish in your life and what sacrifices are you willing to make? What does work-life balance mean to you? And then I want you to communicate all of that to your friends and your family and your managers. And I want you to start having more open dialogue with people. If something here doesn't make sense to you or you have more questions, feel free to send me an email, info at funnybrowngirl.com or slide into my DMs at funnybrowngirl on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Now, go flex your creative muscle and keep winning and have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, before you hit pause, did you find this episode helpful and enjoyable? If so, could you leave an Apple podcast, aka iTunes review? It'll take you less than one minute and mean the world to me. The more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more people are able to find this podcast. If you're unsure how to leave a review, no worries. If you're on your iPhone or iPad, go to the homepage of this show and scroll down to write a review, click on it, and you'll be able to rate and review the show. If you're on a Mac from iTunes, go to the show homepage, and on the top, click ratings and reviews. Also, please subscribe to get the latest episodes once they drop. If you enjoy the episode and know someone who would love it, please share. From your iPhone, click on the icon with three dots and then share via social media, email, or text. If you want to hear more, head over to funnybrowngirl.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me online. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at funny Brown girl. Also, sign up for my free newsletter for more tips to advance your creative journey at funnybrowngirl.com forward slash subscribe. And again, if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Now go flex your creative muscle and keep winning. Thank you for listening. See you next week.